The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome, everyone. My name is Liz Powell, and I'm very happy to be offering Happy Hour this evening. How many are brand new to these happy hour practices? Raise your physical hand or let me know if you're brand new to this. Great. Welcome, Dina. Welcome, Ruth. Wonderful. And some of you have been doing this for quite a while. Welcome to everybody. Glad you're here. So this evening, um, I'd like to offer a few comments first And then uh, we'll go into a guided meditation where I'll offer uh, some things that you can allow into your practice that might support your practice. And then later in the session, we'll have time for some small breakout groups, which are really wonderful ways to share a little of your experience, to hear from others. And in that way, uh, you actually can learn a lot more. And then we'll reconvene for the last few minutes. So I hope you enjoy this evening and find it beneficial. Um, I, I was reflecting that the longer I do these practices, and I've been doing them for about 19 years now, the more I appreciate that the, the qualities that we cultivate during these happy hour sessions are actually present or can be present in all the other forms of meditation and just daily life that we experience. We can start to recognize these four qualities of kindness, compassion, joy for someone else's good fortune, and equanimity whenever they come up. And that's useful. Whenever we see it, if we can appreciate it, feel the benefit of it, um, we are actually cultivating them as helpful or wholesome qualities that continue to move us in the direction of freedom from stress, freedom from suffering. The very goal of our practice um, is enhanced. So I'm going to take a really simple example of this. Um, take your decision to attend the group this evening. Whether you did it consciously or didn't realize it, you're actually extending kindness to yourself, of course, and to others just by being here and providing companionship in the practice. Maybe some of you have found it's actually more supportive to be doing this with other people. Um, And when you listen to other people describe what's going on in their practice or in their life during the breakout groups, that's an act of compassion. So right there, you're, you're cultivating some of these qualities. Um, when someone shares a discovery they've made or some practice that's worked for them or some insight they've had, that good feeling that can arise or the smile that comes to your face is sympathetic joy. And when you can listen, uh, be present for your own ups and downs without just getting caught and dragged along by them. Um, And you can listen to other people's ups and downs without reactivity, like, oh, I got to get in there and do something about it. Um, You're cultivating equanimity. You're doing the same thing when you practice in 
some meditation sessions that really work for you, they really sing, and others that, you know, may be hard and others that are just seem average. That's all cultivating equanimity as well. So these four central practices that I mentioned, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity in the ancient Pali language are called the Brahmaviharas, or translated into English, one translation is divine abodes. Now, in this case, divine, we could take divine to mean excellent or higher level, you know, like the highest level of human uh, being. And abode, meaning a place to dwell, a place we spend a lot of time, or somewhere we live. So taken together, these words divine abodes become excellent places to hang out, or uh, higher level places to live, to dwell, something more fulfilling. Meditation itself, this process of stilling the body relatively, compared to what we do with it during the day, and feeling, experiencing, sensing what comes up in the mind, in the body, and in the emotions, is an act of compassion for ourselves. It's inherently kind to pay attention. Um, As we continue in this practice, and it starts to help us get let, let go of, or stop, it may help us stop unhelpful habits, it's actually also kind to other people. We become easier to live with. Um, Another of the kind things that we do for ourselves as we meditate is by simply allowing what is arising as we do these meditations together. So um, this means, allowing means something comes up. Let's say we're saying the phrases of loving kindness for ourselves or someone else. And uh, unpleasant or negative thought comes up. Instead of trying to suppress it or rush away from it or push it away, we allow it as a form of mature recognition that what we've just become aware of is already happening. It's here right now. And even if it's unpleasant or not what we hoped for, we can allow that it is as it is just in this moment that it came up doesn't mean it's going to be that way forever. We don't have to identify with it as me or mine or how I always am. Um, And by contrast, when we resist what comes up, let's say it's a physical sensation. If we resist it, we may become tense. Or if we try to shove it away, um, whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, that actually drains us of energy. So if you step back a little, you recognize that all day long, states are coming and going, coming and going. And uh, some of them are really fast. They just arise and pass. And others may persist for a while. But they're more likely to come and go at their natural rate if we recognize them and acknowledge them, allow them some space to have come into being. Instead of ignoring them, pushing them aside, fighting them, suppressing them. Because if we do the latter, um, these states will probably persist or keep coming back, uh, trying more and more to get our attention. So an example of this is if someone saw that your house was on fire 
and they knew you were inside and they knocked on the door and you didn't answer, pretty soon they'd be pounding on the door and screaming loudly, you know, fire, you need to get out. Um, so similarly, things that we ignore or don't answer or don't allow tend to start screaming more and more loudly. Pain in the body, if we try to push it away, sometimes it just adds to the tension. So in order to allow what's arising, we first recognize it. And in this practice, as we say these phrases of kindness or compassion, you're encouraged to recognize the feeling of experiences in the body, experiences emotionally, and you're encouraged to notice when the mind is thinking. You can even gently, very quietly whisper thinking in the mind. And that's opposed to, as opposed to fueling the thoughts or analyzing them. So if I notice I'm thinking, I don't need to add to it. Let's say I, I notice I'm feeling a slightly irritated state and I'm thinking, oh, why did that person cut me off in traffic? I could fuel that and get really, really angry if I uh, said to myself, yeah, that is so wrong. They were breaking the law. How dare they? They almost cost me my life, whatever. That that just fuels something. So instead I could go, oh, thinking is arising while I'm meditating. Not that it wasn't an upsetting experience. It's just thinking is arising. So in this way, we're encouraged to receive what's happening. Um, just receive it and know it's happening in a way that's very similar to how we hear a sound. So when sound waves travel to our ears, uh, the resulting vibrations are interpreted by the brain as sound. We don't have to go outside ourselves and strain to seek sound. It comes to us. And similarly, we don't have to go out looking for whatever the mind is experiencing this evening. Just allowing it to be received to come to you is a lot less work. So as you receive, recognize, and allow whatever arises in your experience this evening, you can notice what's wholesome or generally skillful, healthy for you. And by enjoying that and recognizing it, you'll naturally reinforce that. If you appreciate it, it cultivates that wholesome quality of kindness, of compassion. Um, and when we've done this cultivation for a while when we come to happy hour again and again or practice loving kindness again and again these things start to spontaneously arise we'll spontaneously feel kindness compassion sympathetic joy equanimity will naturally arise when life presents us with difficult events so we, we notice these things um, and we can notice when they're unwholesome unpleasant unskillful, and then we have choices. As I mentioned before, we could feed it more fuel and get more upset, or we could notice, okay, this is what's arising right now, and let me just say the next loving-kindness phrase or the next compassion phrase. And that way, we're kind of trading a less wholesome state for a more wholesome state. So that trading uh, what's less wholesome for what is more wholesome is the kind of cultivation we are doing during happy hour. We're again and again, we're allowing the mind to experience whatever's coming up 
and then turning the attention again and again to the kinds of phrases that we say that offer that experience loving kindness or compassion. So with those few comments, I'd like to invite us all to find a meditation posture and give yourself time to settle in to a way of sitting that feels comfortable and relaxed enough, but is also upright and alert enough to sustain attention. You don't have to sit as still as a mountain if you need to make adjustments during the evening to remain comfortable, whether you're sitting or lying down, whatever posture you're you're practicing in. Go ahead and make those adjustments while paying attention to them in order to allow yourself a relaxed and also alert state. One thing that is sometimes helpful is to take a few slower, deeper breaths. And as you breathe out, perhaps allowing any noticeable tightness in the body to release. Anything that can be voluntarily softened. Allowing that to soften. And if there is something present that cannot be released or is not relaxed, simply receiving that, allowing it, and letting it be exactly as it is. Our bodies can be a mirror for what we've experienced throughout the day. The body may be tired or it may be a little sore or achy. We may even have pain, chronic pain, pain from illness. And as we notice these states of the body that may be less pleasant, we can extend these phrases of loving kindness towards them. May you be safe and free from harm. Allowing the words to meet the physical state and support it. Almost soak into it. May you be free of stress. May you find ease, whatever ease is available.
whatever physical sensations we feel, simply recognizing them, allowing them, and extending a sense of goodwill towards them, a sense of kindness. There are conditions that have resulted in the present state of the body. We can be kind and compassionate towards those states. And maybe very gradually or maybe at different rates, we may feel parts of the body become slightly more easeful. Excuse me. Or there may be areas of the body that are pleasant. Perhaps there are places in the body where we can feel a sense of calm, a pleasant form of stillness, some ease or some relaxation. And when we notice those, we can wish, send kind wishes like, may you be happy. May this happiness continue. With either pleasant or unpleasant states, we can use any of these phrases to support ourselves. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you be safe and free from harm. May you be at ease. May you be free of suffering. Moment to moment as we sit, simply recognizing, receiving, allowing whatever is prominent in the attention. This may be body sensations, or it could be that an emotion is arising. Maybe there's an emotion that's hanging around, that's been with you for a while, that arose earlier in the day or the week. We can send those same kind wishes to that emotion. 
allowing ourselves to fully feel the emotion and extend kindness. May you be healthy. May you be safe and free from harm. May you be happy. Not pushing away a difficult emotion, but simply inclining the mind in the direction of recognizing what it is and sending it the gentle wish, may you be happy. May you be at ease. May you be free from suffering. Perhaps there's a pleasant, wholesome emotion that feels good. Could be very subtle. It could be emotion, an emotion of contentment. a sense of peace. Pleasant stillness or no big emotions present. Receiving whatever state is present. Allowing it. There are no good or bad experiences. No right or wrong experiences. 
And as we do this practice, we're not trying for any kind of special state, unusual state. We're just learning to be present as body sensations and emotions naturally arise, are present. and pass however quickly or slowly they might do that. Sending each of these experiences the kind wish. May you be free of suffering. And the wish is not a demand. It's not an agenda. It's gently inclining the mind in the direction of kindness towards each experience that arises and passes, each experience that persists. May you be healthy. May you be safe and free from harm. May you be happy. May you be at ease. May you be free from suffering.
there may be thinking or a state of mind that arises. No matter what it is, receiving it, recognize it, oh, thinking, thinking, without fueling it, simply allowing that is what is happening. And whatever the nature of the thought, sending it these same kind wishes. May you be healthy. May you be safe and free from harm. May you be happy. May you be at ease. May you be free from suffering. Continuing on your own with these practices for the next several minutes, there's no need to push anything away, no need to be opposed to anything. All experience is welcome with kindness. These experiences are just visitors. They may be frequent visitors or infrequent, coming and going. May they be healthy. May they be safe and free from harm. May they be at ease. 
may they be free from suffering. And if the mind has drifted off for a while, no problem. When awareness returns, sending it those same kind wishes.
So this practice can seem very simple, and yet it is really powerful when we do it over time. This combination of receiving, recognizing, and allowing what is actually here, what is actually coming up, and then inclining the mind in this gentle direction uh, of kindness and sending these wishes of compassion towards those experiences one by one as they come up, as they persist, and as they pass. So I encourage you to keep at it. It rewards the practice rewards you over the years with a, it takes on a life of its own and starts to unfold you in the direction of just naturally more kindness, naturally more compassion, more joy, and more equanimity. So what we will do next is we will have an opportunity for breakout groups. And these will there'll be small groups of about three people. And these are also a really wonderful way to practice because what happens is that you get this chance to hear other people's experiences and also to share your own. And um, in the process of doing that, you learn. <laughs> it's amazing what we can learn from our friends and from strangers. So um, what I will recommend is that you, as you... Um, share that you take turns, maybe starting with the person whose name, first name begins uh, with the letter A and going from there alphabetically, and then taking the time to listen really carefully to one another um, without commenting, without giving advice, um, without any crosstalk. Just each person shares one thing, puts something into the soup, we could say, and then lets the next person have their turn. And just keep going around the group. There's time for several rounds. So we'll do that for about 15 minutes and enjoy it. So here we go. When you get the invitation to join, please click Join the Room. And if you find yourself in a room alone, hang in there for a second, and I will come in and uh, put you in a room with other people. So be patient. Welcome back. Oh, you can unmute, Wayne. Yeah. Just saying, 
you and I were the first ones back. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. So we now have uh, about five minutes that uh, you could share anything that stood out for you, um, an insight you had, a question you had, any experience. Could be a good experience, could be an experience that you wondered about. Yes, Wayne. Well, you know, I had the the experience of, uh, you know, um, I, I, I've been practicing more with not immediately going into following my breathing, but just feeling my body. And uh, I, you know, so I, I was sitting and then I have, I have these uh, thoughts that are seem like they're really clarifying psychological things that are going on in my life. And they're fascinating. And I like, I'm thinking, now, do I go back to my breath or do I go ahead and focus on this? Well, it's so, and, and my memory is not very good. And oftentimes I find myself writing stuff down in the middle of a meditation and stuff. And I'm just commenting on the, uh, when your imagination or when you're, when it feels like a deeper part of myself is coming up. Do I go back to my breath and risk forgetting what I was thinking about or what? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I really appreciate what you're bringing up because there are those times that, you know, we have to discern. <clears throat> you could be in the middle of an, a very important insight. You know, it could be popping up right there. And it might be important to, I'm glad you write it down. Sometimes I've written things down. It might be an insight that um, deserves to be recognized. Or it could be, thinking i mean we can get into creative yeah. streaks for, right. and very creative stuff can come up well actually so, writing it down telling and doing and writing it down then i'm that that is that makes it easier for me to go back to my body and kind of come out of this and beautiful. ground myself again yeah that's really good discernment and mm-hmm. sometimes we have to experiment with these things to figure out what the right path is so thanks for sharing that wayne that's really useful and uh, Pat, please. Uh, well, first, I wanted to I wanted to thank you for this view tonight. Um, I indicated to my group that I've been rehabbing some physical issues with my back, and this is giving me a whole new perspective and precision. I think to working with with that process. Mm-hmm. Um, why it never occurred to me to do this, I don't know, because I work with loving kindness, the phrases, you know, with other people and with myself. But breaking it down in the way you did tonight was very, very valuable. So I'm most grateful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Yeah, yeah. 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 What well, what's interesting is the way this this came up was um just this process of recognizing that there's all these things that flow through our experience you know we have thoughts we have emotions we have body sensations all day long all the time coming going coming going sometimes staying something can stay like it's a solid permanent thing Uh, but what i recognize is we don't have to identify with those things we don't have to you know make them us it's so easy to do so easy to make any experience as, okay, this is how I am and this is how I'm going to be forever. But if we say the phrases 
uh, towards these experiences, it sort of gives us that other opportunity to just hold it as a passing phenomenon to to whom or to which we feel this kindness. So um, thank you all very much for participating tonight, and I'll look forward to being with you again in a couple of weeks. You can unmute and say goodnight to everybody if you'd like. Thank you. Bye-bye, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Hey, Liz, did you record it? I did record it. I forgot to record our Q&A, but I recorded the rest of it, so I'll post that. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.